For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. With MailChimp, you get more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. With things like data-driven recommendations and powerful automation tools. Get started today at MailChimp.com slash smartmarketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. Put that long day behind you. Good times lie ahead. With company worth keeping. That'll bash a smile on your head. Come on in. The doors open. You'll find just the finest folks Look at her head. Do it again, Andrea. Look at her head. Vogue it. Trend, that's not on me. That's you for watching on mobile instead of a real damn machine. Welcome to the tavern. We'll get to the topic and discussion in just a moment. Just want to let everybody know this is an adult show with adult topics, adult humor, and in other words, uh, we drink, we smoke, we swear, and we laugh at things we probably shouldn't, but we do it together. For those listening to the podcast, we record the podcast on our live stream at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk and have a live interactive chat audience. You might hear the sound of the bell, and that means I want to interrupt somebody to read a question or comment. For those on the live stream, we won't read off everything you put in chat, but we'll try to get to the most relevant or the most amusing, but hopefully some combination of the both. Now, while we introduce ourselves, go ahead and let us know what your vices are tonight. Okay, my vice tonight is I've got some Woodford Reserve. What is that? Raven with a sub. Come in right after the intro. Well done there. Good timing. We've been together four months now. There we go. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate that. How are you tonight? And hello to Trin, who's also hanging out with us, and Raven and... Vlog a novel coming in. Garrett, how are you? I love your teeny raid. It goes along with Andrea's hands. Andrea, show Garrett your hands. What's wrong with my hands? I just noticed they're a lot paler than your face, and I was wondering what's up with that. Makeup. <laughs> That's a song done by System of the Down. Makeup. Gotta have a little take up. <laughs> when you have an orgasm, you fake up. <laughs> What? The cat's singing. <laughs> the cat is singing. It's a, it's a, he sounds kind of like Tam's mannequin or whatever the lead singer is. Oh, thank you, Gary. Yeah. Everybody do the hype and the raid commands. Let's get some beauty in here for... <laughs> there we go. There we go. Garrett got it. Um, Why do you leave it? Because you wanted to. Mind your own fucking business, which was actually the next line they were going to use. But, uh, yeah, they... <laughs> <laughs> Stop asking dumbass questions. Uh, <laughs> let's get a, a quick shout-out here for Vlog and Novel. Hold on a second. Hold on, i got to make sure I put the right amount of L's in here. I- I'd hate to, like, send you off to, like, Vlog a Novel instead of Vlog a Novel. Garrett, I haven't forgot you for right night, by the way. I'm just looking for the right topics, and I'll probably open up a dialogue with you and Scott at some point in time to get you on there. 
So, intro to the show. We're recording a podcast here, uh, as the intro said. And so, yeah, I haven't forgot, Garrett. I will, will be harassing you at some point in time, but I have quite a stack of shows coming up over. Yeah, everybody, check out Vlog and Novel. Check out Garrett. If you guys like a writer to work along with as you do your creative process, Garrett's great for that. Because he's all like, I'm on here, totally showing you what I'm doing and writing. And I'm fun and funny. But I'm working, so shut up and leave me alone. Um, and he answers the relevant things, and then he fucking does his job. So, yes, but I swear a lot for it, Garrett. <laughs> this, this is the tavern. <clears throat> it's, uh, which I respect writers who do that, and I appreciate that. As much as I like, you know, like uh, Brent and Scott. To me, that's not so much as a writing stream as a writer's stream, and there's a there's a there's a tedious, I mean, small difference between the. God damn it, Andrea! <laughs> I'm gonna see for those of you listening to the podcast right now, if this episode even makes it to podcast, Andrea has teeny little hands on right now, and she's cupping her wine glass. It's What's wrong with my hands? Nothing. They make my cock look huge. <laughs> and you know how I like chicken. Are you done with your biceps, sir? Uh, yeah, I got Woodford Reserve, and I'm Travis, and yeah, somebody else go. What about you, Ed? I'm Ed. I got wine and french fries. What kind of wine? Uh, Pinot Noir. I had wine. What is it, Travis? What is this? <laughs> it's horse. dark horse, not dead horse. <laughs> you you want to try the other name? No, I don't know what it was. It it was Savion Blanc. Oh, this glass feels really nice in my hands. <laughs> So my advice tonight is just wine and tiny hands. I like how she's just rubbing it. But the problem with tiny hands is it, it, it comes with other problems, too. Isn't that like right, Andrea? <laughs> isn't that right, Andrea? It comes with other problems? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> teeny hands mean teeny gastric problems. Um, Trin, I've put it up there for you. There's a direct link straight to the page. And you just scroll down. There's only four things on that page. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, These are like the best. <sighs> I got a left and a right. Instead <laughs> of a bag of all of them. Hey, 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 hold on. You're spoiling the illusion. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. What's your excuse, though? I don't have one. <laughs> Wine. <laughs> I do that all day at work. I, you want me to do it when I come home, too? <laughs> I'm having one glass of wine, and I don't drink, so this will be fun. Um, but. I have an urge to play WAP. Joe, how are you? Yeah, yeah talk about ruining it, right, Joe? I, you, you saw nothing. That was an illusion. This is real. <laughs> <laughs> and amused the fuck out of me all night. 
<clears throat> okay, so tonight, Ed, did you introduce here? Everybody introduced? We're good. I'm here. Yeah, let's let's do this. Shit. As I said earlier, I am like I am like my Waffle House hash browns tonight. I am scattered, and later tonight, once we're in bed, probably be smothered. <laughs> so, um, tonight's topic is bullet points. I have. To, I, I have. <laughs> I thought I thought we we're trying to. I got a bell. I could ring in for the answer. Bullet points. <laughs> no, I have bullet points for tonight's topic on guns. See, you messed it up. But no bullet points is such a better title for the top. Well, D- that's what I was. Don't wave your teeny little hand at me. Don't dismiss me with your teeny little hand. <laughs> talk to the hand. Talk to the teeny hand. <laughs> Oh, we're going to talk to you this voice. Hello, everybody. How are you today? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, what? Hey, all of our people watching, listening, whatever. Throw in chat what your vice is. Do you have tiny hands? Is that your vice? Do you have bullet points? (laughs) I have bullet points. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. So what is, so what is the topic? Bullet points. On. No, it's just a topic. It's more clever than just saying bullet points on. It's just bullet points. And now we go and we talk about anything we want that has to do with bullet points in reference to guns. So basically, we're going to talk about guns tonight. If that's not your thing, well, check out last week's show. That one was amazing. It will be right up your alley. <laughs> or next week's going to be incredible. You've already got it so totally planned out. Yeah. Don't ruin the illusion. Hold on. There's a cat trying to crawl out from underneath the door. <sighs> we got to say it one more time, though. It's bullet points. Okay. Now the ATF. Bullet points! Recording the show. <laughs> I like nipples sticking out of a shirt. That look like bullet points. They look like bullet points. God, that's hot. You shoot your eye out. Especially if he's been working out before I see. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry, I had to let the cat out of her private office. Yes. Let's talk about ammo. Okay. It's expensive. Well, a lot more now than it was two years ago, right? Then again, it's kind of gone up like every year for the past ten years. It's it's really And you can only buy one box. It, huh. it depends on the seller. It's a lot of your bigger places <clears throat> that do this. Um. They're limiting it because people were stockpiling and they weren't having enough for all the customers. So it's not necessarily, I don't believe it's a law, I believe it's a store policy. Yeah, it's a, it's a customer thing. It's like, let us sell some to some of the rest of our customers so they'll come in and buy more shit too. Kind of like when COVID started with the toilet paper. Right. Well, that's really when ammo started. Well, prices started going up, like I said, about 10 years ago because certain legislation started coming in and people started buying it prices went up supply and demand but yes with covid it definitely took a big 
jump. Um, and tonight, my questions, it's going to be mostly Andrew and I asking Ed questions, because Ed is much and more... I might know the answer. Yeah, he might not. Otherwise, uh, we have our, our fourth person on the show, our friend, Mr. Google. <laughs> yeah. So we can always check with that. Like, don't make me put the picture of uh, was of what's his name with his mittens again. To, we can call him Mr. Google. It's, uh, here, this here. You guys remember this? Oh, damn it! Hold on, he's fucked off. I don't know where he went. I gotta go find him. This is Mr. Google has left the good. Hmm. Where are you? I don't know where he went. Go. Yes, go. I was until you interrupted me. We'll go now. What's the difference between forty-five caliber and caliber and nine millimeter? Size. There are guys out there that like, uh, oh gosh, I should have prepped better. I could have had it's okay, it's a podcast. They can't see it. Yeah, that's true, too. There's guys out there, well, like viewing audience can see. There's guys out there that have, you know, small penis envy. They're going to tell you 45 caliber is the way to go. But that's because they have some penis so, uh, Basically, bottom line is a 45 leaves a bigger hole. Okay. So it's bigger or it leaves a bigger hole? It's bigger. It's bigger around. And yes, it, it does leave a bigger hole. So how, what's the size comparison between that and the 9mm? Like double, triple the size? Uh, we'd have to look up and see what 45 <coughs> caliber points to in millimeters. It is minimal. It is like essentially a fingernail thickness wider. Um, and and there's, there's Mr. Google on screen with us right now. Okay, Here's any bonus to check him out. Yeah. Joe has a question. I told him everybody could post questions if they right. have any. Um, so Joe asks, what are hollow points? Um, exactly what it sounds. The point of the bullet is hollow in the middle, and that's usually designed so an impact around with grid and therefore make a bigger hole. So to explain a little more... Go ahead, Andrea. So it doesn't have that point. It's kind of like... Indented. And I can pull one out right now and show you guys if you want. But yeah, it's just <clears throat> kind of like when you have a jello mold and the center is dented in. It's like that on the tip of the bullet. Um, now, something else. Yeah, and something else for uh, hollow points. Realizing how a bullet works is important. The sleeve or jacket, and correct me if I get the terminology a little mixed here, Ed. Casing. Casing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, that brass outer part that falls to the ground when you shoot a gun. That's a holder. It has the part that creates the propellant with the gunpowder inside, and then it sends basically the tip of the bullet, just the tip, forward, propelling it out of the gun. When that hits, that metal part, that ball or shell or whatever enters the body and it actually tends to make a bigger hole leaving than going in because it actually explodes on impact so you're getting the entry point and then you're getting an explosion go ahead Ed. Ends on impact. right with the hollow tip 
instead of saying in one solid part, it rips open. Kind of like the nose cone of Apollo 18 coming down the bad day. Um, <clears throat> not another good too soon? I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if it, hit, it hits bone, it can fragment different parts going different directions. Now, here's something else I'll tell you guys. Go ahead, Ed. Bad day. Yeah, call it bad day. <clears throat> uh, if anybody is sitting here arguing about the stop capacity between a 9mm and 45 if you shoot a human being that isn't strung out on PCP or something along those lines, even a twenty-two is going to put them on their ass. Okay? Even the smallest caliber that we tend to have out there is going to be enough to make most people, barring extraordinary circumstances, turn around and go the other direction. Yeah, yeah that was a firearms enthusiast. It's interesting you bring that up. That was a firearms enthusiast in the late 80s, early 90s. He went to hospitals all around the country, went to police departments, so on and so on. And he actually wrote a book on that. Hmm. And his conclusion was basically exactly what you said. Being shot and what happens to you once you are shot is as much a mental factor right. as it is a physical factor. There have been cases of people being shot by a 22, non-fatal, leg, all muscle tissue, this holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org holiday. That's childrensnational.org holiday. They go on to shock and they die. Right. Because they were just shot. Right. But ultimately, the more blood that leaves the body faster, okay. Yeah, that, that is true. That. Or, you know, if you're hitting, um, you know, really anything with the head, you know, you're, you're going to do, and it might not be a kill shot. Okay, Joe asked a few questions. Speaking <laughs> of how bullets affect the body, is it true a bullet can ricochet in the bottom? body. Yes. yes, and a lower caliber is more likely to, and I've had some people argue going, a twenty two is more deadly because if it gets between the rib cage or in the skull and bounces around. Bottom line is getting shot by anything, anywhere, is an owie, and it's to be avoided. And it's to avoid doing it to other people, except in the utmost, most extreme circumstance. You know, like, they take your parking spot. No, I'm kidding. Don't shoot him for that. That is strictly a fistfight or baseball bat in the parking lot situation. Don't be a dumbass about this. Um, and Joe also... Go ahead. Go ahead. Were you going to read that question? Go ahead another question. Yep, Joe says, so you're saying PCP will make me bulletproof? Not exactly. <laughs> Say no to drugs. Okay. So... Blank is part of the bullet. What is what is a blank? Oh, what is a blank? Is in yeah. a, blank, a blank round. It doesn't have, as Travis was describing earlier, it doesn't have the bullet in the end that leaves the barrel. Okay, you just get the sound effect and the shell ejecting. Yeah. So basically, it is the casing with gunpowder in it for the propellant. 
but nothing. Because you can still take damage from a blank if you're too close to the gun. Yeah. Because well, if go ahead, Ed. if you're firing like a semi-automatic gun, light gun, whatever, um, the end of the barrel usually has a plug in it because the bullet itself is what forces the action to come back and chamber the next round. So a blank gun usually has a plug in the barrel so that okay. the powder, the burn, will force force the action to come back. Joe has another comment. Says, just a comment. That's enough. No, there's more. I heard that cops don't tend to shoot in the leg because there are veins in the leg that if struck can actually cause death. What you're talking Not about... True. Hmm? Not true. You talk about the artery in the thigh, generally. And, <clears throat> yeah, that can cause you to bleed out pretty quickly if it's damaged. But, then again, pressure, etc., it can be fixed and repaired. Cops, in general, just as the military are, are taught to shoot for the core. Um, that's the most likely part, core being basically from the pelvis to the shoulders. Yes, Andrea? Well, with cops, I think that if they're shooting to slow someone down or stop them but not kill them... Not true. No? <laughs> no? When, when you train with firearms, whether it's the military, police officer, or even private security, like I work in, you are trained to shoot for the biggest part of the body. Mm -hmm. Okay, You don't want to try to make a trick shot because you then have more chances of the bullet missing and hitting someone else. You okay. want the individual that you need to shoot the biggest part of the body. And like we said in the very beginning, well, once we actually got to the topic itself, you put a bullet in somebody, they're stopping for the most part. And trust me, if you put it in the leg, they are more likely to try to get away in the leg or the arm than if you put it in their core. You put it in their core, there, there's a certain panic mode. The psychology of being hit in a limb is different from being hit in the core. Because yeah. this is a big mystery. Our leg and arm, we kind of have a visual on that. Yeah. And in the head, the you theory, can't see it. The theory is... The decision has been made that deadly force needs to be used to stop this situation, okay? You don't try to shoot somebody from getting away. If, does that authorize deadly force because they're just trying to get away? Fleeing felon used to be a law uh, nationwide, and it was outlawed in 1983. If somebody had committed a felon, felony, or even if somebody was in prison that had committed a felony, you could shoot them. Police could shoot them if they tried to get away. That's been outlawed, so... The situation at hand doesn't require the use of deadly force or call for the use of deadly force. So you go for the biggest part of the body so you don't miss. And I have seen situations personally where a police officer shot at people from four feet away and missed. Yeah. And they missed. Yeah. It's. <clears throat> I know all. Uh, a lot of our Hollywood action glorifies violence and gun violence and stuff like this. But the bottom line, I don't think humans are necessarily wired to kill another human being. This is why it takes such intense training to get them to that point. Um, and then also therapy afterwards quite often. Because once you do that, it, it's not natural. And people who do find it natural... Perhaps they're wired a little differently than the vast majority. Yeah. Definitely. 
Um, so, going back to this, I, I want to... Andrea, did you have another thing, or can I jump on another question here? Got another bullet? Oh, hold on, Joe's got something. Ah, oh, the different types of shotgun slugs. Duck shot? It's actually buck shot. But I guess it might be called duck shot too, right? Uh, well, there's a bird shot, and there's a, a fowl shot. And a buck shot, okay. Um, shot slug. Yeah. And Joe, you're correct, and it looks like it has a bunch of beads in it. It does. That's buck shot right. or bird shot. Ed, do you want to describe it, or you want me to give my layman's view on it? Uh, yeah, birdshot. Well, it, it it gradually goes up, and I'm not a big shotgun person, so but it gradually goes up. Usually, starting with birdshot, it's a whole bunch of little tiny beads. You can hunt birds, pigeons, uh, usually doves. Yeah, pigeons, doves. That's what I was looking for. Doves, squirrels, rabbits. You're going to have to pick all those damn beads. Right. Out. Um, uh, and there's a whole bunch of different sizes between there until you get up to buckshot. Buckshot is usually the standard home defense or military round. It's only nine beads. Mm-hmm. Of course, they get bigger by the time you get right. there. And then slug was, is just one great big massive bullet. Yeah. Yeah. It's And, and I have each. I have, oh, geez. I want to say buckshot and slugs. In my cabinet. Yeah, um, probably. And also they're old. That's another thing to be aware of, folks, is if you have old ammo and it hasn't been stored properly, as in temperature-controlled areas, you might want to consider disposing of it. Might yeah, be primers do expire. Right, right. And you don't so need... Is there, expiration, is there expiration dates on the ammo? No. Unfortunately not. Yeah. Now, there was a law passed, I think it was a part of the Brady Bill, um, where primers were only so, supposed to last something like seven years or something like that. I think that law, well, the Brady Bill is gone, and I think that died with it. I'm not 100% certain. If you want to make sure that you're getting ammo that the primer doesn't expire in, by surplus military ammo because the primers don't expire surplus military. <clears throat> okay, yeah, here's what I'm going to say. If we're going to have the fucking apocalypse, I need ammo that doesn't expire because I'm going to be hoarding it and saving it for those moments I really need it. So I need that to last 30, 40, 50, or with a good dose of the right kind of radiation, two, three hundred years because I'll still be living. I mean, I'll be this horrible mutated thing with 15 arms and one toe, but whatever. Well, Andrew, you don't like toes anyway. Hands. Yeah. Tiny hands. <laughs> 15 arms, but tiny hands. I think the radiation got me. <laughs> um, okay, so I like Glocks. Um, I, I've liked Glocks since, since my <laughs> teens, though I didn't own one till, I guess, 10 years ago. And I started out with a uh, Glock 22. 40 caliber. 48, you say? 40. 40, okay. Yes. Um, See, and this is where it gets tricky. So what's the difference between, is everything a caliber and a millimeter, or is it one or the other? (laughs) See, that's where it gets tricky. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Technically, yes, everything is in caliber. And the American standard is caliber. The European standard is millimeter. Now, through the years, we've kind of mixed it all up a little bit. And for instance, 7.62 millimeter is 308. 5.56 millimeter is 223. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, confusing. And that is the size of the bullet itself, the round roundness of the bullet itself. It has nothing to do with the length or anything like that. Of course, real crazy one, 30 caliber. A 30 caliber is a 308. It's a 30 yard six. It's several different. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And what I get from this, because, yeah, this is something each time. I consider a new weapon, I have to research that all over again. Because basically what I do is I know what each one of my weapons take, and I make sure I have that sitting next to it. So I never have to, in a moment of crisis, go, uh, which one? <laughs> there, there, there's a U, UPA, UAP, WAP. Uh, <laughs> UMP. <laughs> we just did a show on it a couple weeks ago. Anyhow. Yes, Andrea? All right, so it's like, all right, so there's like a nine millimeter and a nine millimeter LR. What's, is that a thing? I mean, the LR? You're th I, I don't know. There's a 22 and a 22 LR. 20. LR is long yeah. okay, round. So, go ahead, Ed. So those are two different things? Yeah. There's a 22 short and a 22 long rifle. Um, 22 long rifle is a little bit longer than the regular 22. And the Glock 44 actually takes a 22 LR. LR. <laughs> yeah. That's because Glock just numbered their guns as they came out with a new gun. Right. In chronological order, and it had nothing to do with the caliber. Right, yeah. Fun fact, my Glock 22 is that, and, you know, the Glock 44. Go ahead, Andrew. So, oh, my camera's fuzzy. So, um, sorry. I'm trying to fix my camera. What I was what I was so do you uh, never mind come back to me okay I'm gonna answer Joe's question real quick Joe asks is the 44 magnum really the most powerful revolver okay here's what I tell you it doesn't matter how powerful a revolver is if the shooter isn't skilled or lucky one of the two but beyond that what a 44 magnum is and Ed, again correct me if i'm wrong that's saying it takes a 44 caliber bullet so you could get a colt 45 which takes a 45 caliber bullet and now it's a more powerful go ahead andrew but isn't colt 45 a beer it is a malt liquor it is named after a gun and Billy so, D. Williams. <laughs> 44 Magnum Brown itself had a little bit more pow powder packed into it, so it really depends on what you're saying is more powerful. Um, I, to really honestly answer your question, I don't know. I know the 454 Castle, which was a big ass bullet was the most powerful handgun for a while 
back when Dirty Harry originally made the movie, yes, the 44 was game, but there's been other stuff to come out. Hell, they may even have a... I know they make 50 caliber and Correct. A semi-automatic. They may even have 50 caliber and a revolver. I really don't know. That's for guys with little dicks that <clears throat> want to have the big bullet. <laughs> Here, here's my opinion on the higher calibers. First of all, they put out a lot more kick, which is going to mess with your accuracy. Um, it's something to keep in mind with that. This is why people like to make fun of 22s, but it's got such a light kick, you can maintain accuracy. Um, and, and also, when you're looking at revolvers, you're looking at six shots. Now, frankly, if you need more than a couple shots, you're in deeper shit than you ever realized. But when you're looking at a, a cartridge that can hold 16 versus a revolver that can hold six, there's something to look at there, too. But it's, exactly. it's a matter of know your gun, know what it feels like in your hand, what's comfortable, what that kick is, and educating yourself on the different types of things. It might be fun to pull out this huge, massive whatever, but once you fire off three or four shots, that thing gets heavy, and your arm gets tired, and you've got to hold it still, and yeah, you could tear a muscle. As a matter of fact, there, there. Last time we did this, Ed, I believe you did pull a muscle, or or your wife did. Oh no, I had, I had the bad shoulder. Okay, and I was shooting the shotgun and knocked all that information inflammation right out of it. Man, it felt pretty good after. Oh, okay, that. it was the other way around then. Andrew, what were you gonna say? But uh, uh -huh. Tim did have a forty-four Magnum there that weekend. Some people. Yeah, I want to try. Go ahead, Andrea. What? I don't know. We're, we're just making you jump in the conversation. Combat standard, and I'm, I know I'm going to miss some of them. Combat standard is uh, 38 up to 10 millimeters. So you got basically 38, 380, 357, uh, 40 caliber, 9 millimeter, 10 mm. 45, uh, 357 short. That's basically your combat standard. Once you get above the 10 millimeter, that's considered club show. Okay, this is a fun question. Is the impact different between a regular shotgun and a sawed-off shotgun? The longer the barrel, the more accurate your shot. Because it gives that bullet a longer runway for the takeoff, so to put it, to create a straighter line for it in that initial burst of speed to get it up to speed. So. That's, that's what I was going to say. Because um, this, I know you're not as accurate if it's sawed off, but right. it's a little bit easier to conceal. Right. That's and why it's popular along, you know, among like. People that want to hide it are in gangs or... Also, if you ever actually make your own sawed-off shotgun, make sure you file down the inside of the barrel where you sawed it off. Because one stray little thing sticking in there could really fuck up your day. Okay, Ed, now give us real information beyond what we know. Yes, 
Absolutely. Everything you said is correct. I thought that he was probably the one who felt grateful of. Mm. It's a good point. Absolutely. That short barrel was going to have a whole lot more recoil than a longer barrel. See, that's something I didn't know. A longer barrel, less recoil? Well, um, yeah, doing some research on the the Glock 44 with the extended threaded barrel, that makes it have less right. kickback. Yeah, yeah even that three quarters of an inch makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> Between <laughs> ooh and ah, baby. <laughs> um, so, Ed, what's your opinion on the Glock 19? Doing my research to give some backstory here. Like I said, I have a Glock 22, and I was looking into different Glocks, and you know, there's the Glock 43 and 43X, which is good for concealed carry. The 44 is a 22. These are some of my research, and I started like, what's the best Glock? What's the most popular Glock? What's the go-to Glock? The 17 and 19 seem to be right up there, and the 19 a little more than the 17 when it comes to that. And these were both military. I, I, I don't know if issue is the right word. Commonly carried as a military sidearm. Yeah, yeah. Well, the 17 was originally developed for... Gosh, I want to say Norway. I could be wrong. But, yeah, that's what the Glock 17 was originally developed for. And... Am I the only one just lost my Um, I'm still on. Though everything's dropping drastically. Okay. Oh, we should have never gone with this topic. The black vans are outside yep. again. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> but, so, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your thought. The Glock 19 came out, of course, after the Glock 17. It's a little bit smaller. 15 rounds versus 17 rounds. And I don't think it's a quite a whole inch shorter. Mm-hmm. A little bit shorter. Um, I started working on them in 1992. Okay, okay, that, that's what I was looking for, because I'm not looking to go get one this year or whatever, but I think that's a reasonable next thing for me to look at. Um, okay. So do all the Glocks take the same type of ammo? No. No. Okay. Um, the... Glock 44 takes the 22 LR, which is a smaller well, round, whereas the Glock 43X takes a 9mm, whereas... And that's bigger. Uh, bigger than that, yes. And even... And then the... Uh, <clears throat> Ed, what did you say the Glock 22 takes? Was it a 45? It's a 40 caliber. 40. The Glock 22. The Glock 21 is the 45. Glock 20 is a 10mm. Oh, I can't remember them all. Right. But here's what I will tell you. See, they tell you on the barrel. Yeah. The barrel. See, and I can understand. The millimeter, I can get. The caliber, I don't understand. Millimeter, I know because I gauge my ears, so I go. Like, I the know caliber <clears throat> is basically percentage of an inch. Yeah. So, a forty-five caliber is .45 of an inch. Kind of like when you're measuring, when you're making jewelry and you're connecting the rings and you have a gauge, your ear gauges. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Same thing. I understand millimeters. 
Ah, well, if you did it in American, you'd understand caliber. Yeah, I don't understand caliber, but I understand yeah. millimeter. You know. It's like what percentage of an inch. If you have if you have a quarter-inch gauge, that would be a 25 caliber. Not that there's a 25 caliber okay. bullet out yeah, there. I don't know the millimeters for it, so... Because this is a five. Because I measure my penis in millimeters for her. <laughs> 342! I don't know how big that is. God, I hope that's reasonable. <laughs> and Joe has a question. Go ahead and read it. Um, he says, I have another question I was also always wondering about. Um, it's about a controversial thing. What, but what is the appeal of the AR-15? And I'm gonna, I have a question. What, what is an AR-15? And I'll let Ed answer both of these. But I do want to say, Joe, that is a great way to phrase this question. What is the appeal? Because I think that has a lot to do with why certain people want it. Because of the appeal. Um, and Ed, I can give my layman's thing. I do not have one of these. I've looked at other people's friends and whatnot, never even fired one. So I be you one. we yes, yes, we need to talk about that because I said I'm interested. So what go go ahead and talk about it. What is the AR fifteen? The AR fifteen armor light rifle fifteen does not stand for automatic rifle. Oh so it's a rifle. Okay. Yeah, it's a rifle. It is the civilian version of the M16 or M4 part. So, if I may, real quick, Andrea, pretty much every American war movie after Vietnam, the soldiers are carrying an M16. So, home version of that. <laughs> it's the home version of that. So, what is the difference, Ed, of the civilian version and the military version? One spring. The military version will fire full automatic the civilian version will not you have to pull the trigger each time you want a round to leave the barrel whereas the military version hold down the trigger and bullets will continue to come out until the magazine is in. your gun barrel will also continue to go up with the force of that <laughs> thus lessening your accuracy yeah, and your, your shots go all over the damn place go ahead Amber. so all right let's go over that that's another thing what is an automatic? What is a semi-automatic? What are the different... And what's the third thing that's not automatic at all? Yeah. <laughs> a revolver? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. What is it called? Is it just it's, called revolver? It's a revolver, yeah. It's a revolver. A revolver is simply you pull the trigger, the little wheel spins... Sorry. The bullet comes out. Joe, Joe has gone over and asked Mr. Google, the fourth person in the show... 342 millimeters <laughs> translates to 20 inches, by the way. <laughs> Thank you for that. I could go back to the other screen now. We don't have to have Mr. Google on the screen with us. But I, against my better judgment, I'll take on Joe's question. Travis, you want to give your opinion first? Of the appeal? Uh, now, we went through... Yeah, not automatic at all is like a revolver, whereas semi-automatic is you can pull the trigger, and until you run out of bullets each time you pull... Um, oh, so you do pull, you don't... Okay. Right, whereas a revolver... Do you have to cock have a revolver every time? It? I've never yeah. actually fired a revolver. 
It depends on if it's uh, double action or single action. Okay. Single action, you have to cock it before you pull the trigger. Double action, you pull the trigger, it cocks itself. And so for everybody and that ever... pull it in and it goes. Right. Okay. Now, if you ever watched a Western, when you see them pull out the gun out of the holster for the showdown, they pull the hammer back with their thumb, or, as Ed was just doing... You know, basically, yeah, I see that more than I'm describing it for the audio podcast part. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Moving the hand back and forth across the hammer to pull it back each time as they fire. Um, and by the way, that is a special skill set of its own to cock fire, cock fire. <laughs> and an automatic is where you pull the trigger and it just keeps going. Correct. Okay. Um, now, carry on to the appeal. Okay, so the appeal, I'll start with this. Um, for somebody who knows their weapons, they understand the capabilities of an AR-15. For somebody that just wants cool toys, it's a really cool new penis to play with. <laughs> So, there are things on both sides. There's a reason it's a standard, and that's because the features, the reliability, the way it's built, and you can clean it, etc. And I'm going to let Ed go more into this. This is my... I'm a writer. I research a lot of shit. I've researched a lot of shit all my life. So, I know a little bit about a lot, but not a lot about anything. Andrew, you got a hand in there? No. When the next question comes... I want to answer that. Okay, we'll let you have that. Ed, give a little more on the, what's the appeal of the AR, AR-15 beyond me. I think appeal was exactly a great word to use yeah. because it's it, it, like, okay, why do you like chocolate ice cream versus vanilla ice cream? Right. I just do. I, I like the AR-15. It, it's that simple for me. Um, as you were alluding to, if you have a respect for firearms. It, it's okay to like having an AR-15. For myself, having been in the military, my familiarity with an M16, um, owning an AR-15 just seemed natural to me. It's easy to maintain. Um, you can build your own. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the bottom line is, until ammo got so expensive, not that. It was fun to shoot. That's that's the bottom line. It, it, it was fun to shoot. Go to the range, set up your targets, and clink, clink, clink all day long. It's fun to shoot. That's the bottom line. Okay. Um, <clears throat> another fun thing before we let Andrea jump on the next question here. Um, and Andrea, if you want, I'll read it. You can answer it, or you can read it and answer it. Um, guns are customizable when it comes to paint jobs. This is something Ed has started doing. And so if you have, if you like basic black, you're not going to have any problem shopping for a gun to go with your outfit. Oh, 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 I'd like to interrupt real quick because you said it, basic black. That's the other appeal of the AR-15. Originally, they were all black. So you could have 10 of them and tell your wife you still only have one. (laughs) Oh, there's things we can't say on the show now. Anyhow. <laughs> Basic black. Your wife could have ten of them and tell you she only had one. 
<laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> um, the thing is, Joe, his wife doesn't mind. Yeah, she's a firearms enthusiast yeah. herself. And also she with probably has, yeah. And also with Andrea and I, I will never hide one because a she deserves to know what's in the house she's living in, and b if we can't be honest with each other, it's bullshit. And uh, I mean, not yeah, together, you know. And and c I need her to know what's in the house. It's it's just fucking important. And for her to know where they are, because I use them, right? And all that. You know, if we have friends over who have a kid, Andrea needs to know what rooms to be careful in. Um. But anyhow, okay. So let me read this question here. Joe asks, "What is the deal with shooting from the hip? Why did people start doing that? Did it have a practical reason?" Andrea, you want to feel this one? I want to say the movies. Mm-hmm. But, okay, I don't know if this is true, but it seems like that would be a little more steady with what they were shooting, these big whatevers. You could be a little more steady there, and then you didn't get the recoil back in your face. I don't know. Sounds legit to me. What about, what do you think? What do you know? <laughs> you want to go first, Ed, or you want me to? Part of that is right. Um, actually, two parts of that is right. The movies. Right. Mainly where they should. Back in the 70s and 80s, they shot every damn thing from the hip. Wrong. And I'm so glad today that when you watch movies or TV shows, they actually do show when they enter a building or whatever, they shoulder the weapon. Right. I'm, I'm glad. You don't shoot anything from the hip if you plan on hitting your target, unless you're firing an M60 machine gun. Because right. Because if you shoulder that, you're going to blow your shoulder out. So. You shoot from the head. But anyway, if you're firing that, you're just blowing everything down in front of you anyway. So accuracy well, doesn't really matter. From the hip, I'm thinking of like the old Western movies. Yeah, right. Exactly. And that's something movie. I wanted to clarify. You can shoot a, a handgun from the hip, and you can shoot a shotgun or a long gun from the hip. And it's two different things. Yeah. Neither um, is necessarily, it, it's a quick draw thing. Yes, you can steady it up against your body, but your body is constantly shifting and moving. It will not... And I see Ed making a face, so I'm going to let him respond in a moment oh, here. No, 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 no. Okay. But when you have a handgun held in a double fist grip in front of you, that is going to steady it more than resting against your body where you're breathing, and if you're a fatty like me, your fat is rubbing against it, and all this shit... Let alone with a shotgun or a long gun, shooting from the hip, that thing is going to jerk back and you're going to risk breaking a goddamn finger. Um, putting it against your hip a little more, but, you know, if you're of a certain age or any kind of bone density issue, you risk breaking a hip. Put it against your shoulder. Keep it there. Keep it against the core of your body to steady it. And that's for accuracy as well as that kick coming back. So you could take one foot back to, again, help absorb that with a shock impact. Ed, right. any more? Um, there is a technique that's taught. It's called speed rocking. And it's basically taught for if you have an assailant that's within three yards. That makes sense. If you get out of the holster fast, you kind of like just lift it up shoot from the hip, but only if it's within three yards. Other than that, you're not going to hit the damn. 
And by the way, let me say this. If they're within three yards, even if you miss, if you fire a gun at somebody when they're that close to you, their gut knee-jerk reaction is going to be go the other way. Again, except for, you know, exceptional moments such as they're on bath salts. Another question might help relate to shooting at the hip. What is called? What is it called when they use their hand to cock the trigger really fast? Okay, to pull back the hammer, like in the old West things, right? Is that what you were talking about there, Joe? I'm assuming that because you know with the old Western, because yes. that's what they would do. Yeah. I don't think I don't think there's a term for that that I know. There is a term. I actually knew a guy that did Western reenactment trick shooting and so forth. Nice. There is a term for it, for the life of me. I don't know what it is. Yep, Joe, looks like you get to go to our fourth person here and ask Mr. Yeah, Google in the funny. corner. <laughs> He's contemplating it right now. I'm so glad we found more use <laughs> for, for this. Um, so yeah, it's called fanning. It's called, and I know that from reading, by the way. Probably, I bet you Stephen King and the Gunslinger use this term. Oh, probably. And a few other things. Um, now, let's look at our time. We've got a couple minutes left here on bullet points. Andrea, do you... Are, she's like planning a world takeover with those hands. So you know it's a little better than our Mr. Google? What? Teeny okay. <laughs> Any final questions or thoughts, Andrea? If you're gonna handle firearms, please learn the safety of it. Learn how to handle it properly, properly, and give it the respect it deserves. Don't just—it's not a toy. Ed. That's my um, along her lines, if, if you're going to handle firearms, take a class. Classes, they're all over the place, and they're cheap. They are. They're, they're cheap. You work from 50 to 100 bucks, and compared to paying 300 to 500 to 600 bucks for the gun, go ahead and spend the 50 to 100 bucks and take the class. Cheap. And, and enjoy. Have, have, well, if ammo ever comes back down, mm -hmm. enjoy. Go to the range, clean, have some fun. Let, let me point this out. Spending a day at the range would not cost more than what it would cost. Well, it could. Of course it could. What it costs to get into your local theme park, and I'm not even talking Disney World. I'm talking, you know, your local ones, your 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 Cedar Rapids, King's Dominion type parks, Bush Gardens. You could spend that on ammo and have a good day and still go out and get lunch, um, which you would have to do in the park anyway. Uh, Joe says this episode was great. I was absorbed the entire time. Thank you very much for that. I am going to back up. Yeah, great questions. I'm going to back up the get your education. Uh, other ways to get an education. Anybody who is into a hobby, and yes, guns can be a hobby. They're very serious, but they can be. An, you can be a gun enthusiast. You can be a gun collector. There is hobbies associated with it. Go into any cigar lounge, even if you don't smoke cigars, and say to the three or however many people are sitting around, say, Hey, I have a question. Does anybody know anything about blah? Most 
People there are going to have some passing knowledge or information. Google it. Find a gun club. Walk into a range. Ask people questions. You're going to feel awkward. You're going to feel stupid. Fuck that. Be awkward and stupid and ask the damn questions. They're going to be happy to educate you. They're going to be happy to share. And this is how we learn. You don't ever have to see them again. Right. You don't ever have to speak to them again. You don't ever have to see them again. They'll never even know anything about you again. But you might find you made a new friend who's knowledgeable in something you don't. You saw us asking Ed very basic, simple questions tonight. Ed's good with it. Okay. Let's get the outro stuff, and we will catch you on the next episode of Talk of the Tavern. I think we might actually keep this one. Here we go. Before we go, I want to remind everyone that you can email us at talkthetavernshow at gmail.com to let us know your thoughts on the show's topic, suggest another topic that you'd like to hear us discuss, just have us read a message out on there to someone in your life. Thanks for supporting the show by downloading the podcast, sharing it on social media, grabbing some shirt stickers and mugs from bit.ly slash tavern merch, or barware patches and hats from bit.ly slash tavern merch too. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash tavern merch or tavern merch and the number two. Thanks to everyone who joined us live at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk and everyone who supports the tavern by subscribing, hosting, throwing bits, raids, and most of all, commenting. Thanks for joining us at the discussion shenanigans tonight. You are the one thing that makes the show what it is. Don't forget to join us at the tavern next week. Until then, have fun, keep learning, and be good to one another. Now, raise your glass in good cheer. Enjoy the small moments every day and steamy dreams every night. With MailChimp, you get a whole lot more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. That means you can connect your data to make more informed, smarter decisions. And you get powerful automation tools like our customer journey builder to ensure you never miss an opportunity to turn shoppers into loyal customers. So if you're ready to integrate your marketing and boost sales, get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. With MailChimp, you get a whole lot more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. That means you can connect your data to make more informed, smarter decisions. And you get powerful automation tools like our customer journey builder to ensure you never miss an opportunity to turn shoppers into loyal customers. So if you're ready to integrate your marketing and boost sales, get started today at MailChimp.com smartmarketing MailChimp, built for growing businesses.